What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the No Big Deal MMA Podcast. It's me, your host, the Ween Dog. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, it's a beautiful day. It's not just a beautiful day. It is, in fact, the Ween Dog's 23rd birthday. March 13th is the day I was born in 1996. 23 years later, here we are recording an episode of the No Big Deal podcast. What do you know about that? That's how life goes. That's what I'm talking about. Now let's get into some of these goddamn fights. We got this weekend's card, Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. It's going to be a banger. It's pretty, pretty, uh, it's a semi-stacked card. There's not um, too many popular names on there, but there's some great fighters. And I think there's going to be a lot of entertaining fights. But before we do that, let's get on into this past weekend's UFC card. Is ESPN 2 or 3 or, or ESPN Plus 2 or 3? I don't know. Um, but some uh, some decent fights. Some decent fights, some very, very questionable judging, but for the most part, some decent fights. Not the best fights, just uh, just some decent. A lot of a lot of decisions, uh, just a lot of broken noses. Which you know that's good. I like to see somebody's face get fucked up in a fight. Um, I like I like a lot of blood. I like a lot of guts and. Uh, if uh, Justine Kish is fighting, I like uh, I like some shit in the octagon as well. So let's rank it on down to the main card of this past weekend's UFC. Now I am a betting man. I've said this every week, pretty much in the show. I put some money down on this past on this past card, only ten bucks. You know, I had a bunch of one dollar bets, and you know, once again. The, the big fight parlays, those six, seven, eight fight parlays, always, it always comes down to one fight for me that I end up losing. In this case, it was just, I think it was mainly uh, Tim Bosch and Ben Rothwell pretty much are the ones that fucked up my parlays. And I, you know, I did obviously have a bunch of picks with Derek Lewis, but I did have a couple with uh, JDS. Uh, well, you know what? What are you gonna do? You, you know, this is what you make the bed that feeds you. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, it's all my fault. It's nobody's fault but mine. But I think, uh, I think I'm gonna get lucky in uh, this this week's uh, Darren Till versus Masvidal card. I, I feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I'm ready. So, Tim Bosch versus Omari Akhmedov. Man, man, it's it sucks seeing somebody break something on their body. Whether it's their nose, their their toes, their elbows, or their... I don't know, whatever, what else rhymes with elbows. But it sucks. I remember there was a show on MTV growing up called Scarred. And all the show was was video and footage. Lucy! God damn it. It was video and footage of like kids, like teenagers riding skateboards or bikes or whatever and falling and breaking bones and getting cut. It was one of the most gnarliest shows I've ever seen. And you just you sit back and you watch it and you just cringe, dude. It's just so tough to watch. So I get a little bit squeamish around broken bones like most of us do. 
And I just feel bad for Tim Bosch, man, breaking your nose like that. Uh, fuck. It wasn't the most exciting fight. Uh, there was, I mean, there wasn't that much high, intense moments of action. But Omari Akhmedov pulled off the decision win. Congratulations. Once again, I had money on Tim Bosch. Just goes to show that you never bet against one of these Dagestani Russian dudes. They, they're, they're experts in just grinding out decisions, dude. I'll, I'll give them that. Grinding out decisions and occasionally pulling off submissions. Up next, Benil Dariush versus Drew Dober. This is a very, very an entertaining fight, to say the least. Drew Dober looked great coming into this fight. I had Drew Dober picked. I thought he was for sure going to TKO Benil Dariush. He was landing some bombs from outer space, dude. He was landing some bombs on Daniil. And Daniil said, you know what? I'm fucking Pakistani. You seen the movie 300? I'm about to come up and shoot an arrow through your King Leonidas looking jawline. I'm going to fuck some shit up. And he pulled off the arm bar. What are you going to do? Shout out to Benil Dariush, uh, the jiu-jitsu savage. Got his black belt in five years. Very, very impressive. Up next, this is uh, one of the fights that had some very questionable jud- judging uh Blaga Blagoy Ivanov versus Ben Rothwell. I thought Ben clearly won this fight. He seemed to be the aggressor throughout the entire fight and he landed some pretty big ass bombs. He landed I don't I remember seeing the stats displayed on the screen after the fight. I think he landed Black Blagoy, whatever the fuck his name is, landed maybe a few more shots in the first round and then Ben landed more in the second round and then it was even in the third round so maybe on paper this could have gone either way but I think and I I mean I'm I know most people think that Ben Rothwell won that fight what are you gonna do up next, Tim Means versus Nico Price. I was very, very surprised in this fight because Tim Means was actually looking pretty damn good, dude. He was looking on point. He was piecing up Nico Price. Nico's face was getting fucked up. And then, you know, Nico being the wild man that he is, he just pulled off that miracle punch and just dropped Tim Means and made his ankle pop out of his body. Um, so... I mean, that's pretty much what I expected to happen. I know Nico is a very, very he's skilled. He's a skilled striker. He's skilled on the uh, on the ground. He's very crazy. He's very wild. He knocked out uh, our boy Alan Joban. You don't want to get in a brawl with Nico Price. Never want to get in a brawl with Nico Price. Up next, Elizio Dos Santos versus Curtis Millinder. Everybody had Curtis picked. I kind of was leaning towards Dos Santos, mainly because we've seen that Curtis, in his previous fight, that he has some work to do on the ground. And I saw that Elizu Dos Santos, I know he's like a striker, but any Brazilian dude, if you're a Brazilian fighter, I'm just going to assume that you have great jiu-jitsu and maybe some decent wrestling. So I gave Dos Santos the edge in that fight, that's why I had him picked. Um, it's very unfortunate for Curtis because he's a style. He's a very fun fighter to watch, and he, you know, he wants to put on a show. He's like a mini. If if Style Bender is like a mini Anderson Silva, Silva, 
slash John Jones, then Curtis Millinder is like a mini style bender. Uh, so that's what, is it because they're all black? Uh, no, no, no. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to move on from that. All right, Derek Lewis versus Junior Dos Santos. Now, there is a big elephant in the room that we need to address, and we could have we could have addressed it weeks prior to this, months prior to this, whatever it is. We could have addressed this. Derek Lewis, as powerful and as scary as he is, the elephant in the room is that he just does not have the same skill set as most of the fighters in the top 10 of the heavyweight division. He just doesn't have that skill set, that the the technique. What he does have is strength, power, responsibility, greatness, Uncle Ben. You know what I'm saying? He has that just shock power with that fucking black beast freaking gorilla paw. I'm not it's not racist. I'm just saying he's like a freaking gorilla in there. Not, there's nothing to do with this color of his skin. With all due respect, this is not a. Uh, this is not looking. This, this podcast is not looking good for my uh, PR. Anyways, I think it's elephant in the room. I think we all know that Derek Lewis doesn't have that same skill set as most of these fighters, but he still always manages to pull off the knockout, which is why we love him. He's very entertaining. He's a goofy character. He drives around in Lamborghini. He drives around in a big-ass fucking truck around Texas. I love Derek Lewis. And I had him picked in this fight. But even though I had him picked, I still knew that JDS does have the tools to beat Derek Lewis. And we saw it. We saw it uh, on Saturday, dude. We saw it. JDS pulled out the TKO with the, the spinning kick to the, the body of Derek Lewis. I mean... Right now, the blueprint to beat Derek Lewis is out, and it's been out. Go for the body, go for the body, go for the body. Uh, I don't know if he was eating a plate of ribs before this fight like he did before. I'm not sure, but it was uh, it was tough to watch. <laughs> it was funny, though, when he, got, when he got first hurt. I thought he was faking it because JDS sort of started to come in to finish Derek, but fucking Derek Lewis just like straight up jumped up with that overhand right to try and knock out JDS. If he did knock out JDS right there, that would have been it. Greatest heavyweight of all time, Derek Lewis. Let's go, baby. All right, so that's that for that card. Like I said before, I'm just going to go over the main card because, I mean, I already barely remember anything on the main card. So the prelims, it's just like... <laughs> Scrolling through these prelims, and I barely have any memory of any of these fights. I do remember Maurice Green versus Jeff Hughes, just because that was a terrible display of uh, UFC athletes. These guys, I don't think either of them belong in the UFC. I just think the heavyweight division is desperate for new faces. Maurice Green and Jeff Hughes, it was just a terrible, terrible fight. Both, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, both guys just garbage. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Marion Murnau. Um, Yana Kunitskaya. I mean, this is one of those fights where I wasn't really watching the entire fight. I was just, I was actually doing my laundry, and every time I'd walk in the living room, which was like every 20 seconds, I'd look up and I would see Marion 
winning that particular moment in the fight. Yana had a busted up nose. Her face was destroyed. It was all bloody. I'm like, damn, Marion's whooping her ass. So when they gave it to Yana, I was surprised. Jake was surprised. Who was actually watching the entire fight. What are you going to do? <sighs> Fucking Kansas. Jesus Christ. I think Rocco, Rocco Martin, Tony Martin, he won versus Sergio Moraes. And I think he was he the one that said in the post-fight interview, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. Because that was cringy as fuck. That was very embarrassing. Come on, dude. He could have said anything other than that and it would have been fine. Uh, call out somebody, talk some shit, promote your Twitch. I don't fucking know. But that was embarrassing. Let's fucking move on from that, dude. It is not last week no more. It is this week. It is the week of Wean Dog's 23rd birthday. So let's get into this UFC event. Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. And I already put my bets in. I put $10 down, two lines, 10 fight parlays. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. I might put some more money in. I don't know. All right. The prelims. This is actually a pretty decent card. Mike Grundy versus Nad Naramani, dude. Now, I have Mike Grundy picked in this fight over Nad Naramani because now that I'm a better, I like to go deep into the sure dog pages and see these fighters, their last, their last five fights or so. And I see their wins and loses, how they lose, how they win. And it seems that Nadir Narimani is a grappler. He's had two KO wins, five submission wins, and five decisions. And he's lost two of those decisions. His last five wins, he won all of them. Uh, three of his past five, five fights have not been in the UFC. The two people that he's beaten in the UFC have been... Anderson Dos Santos, who I don't know who that is. It was a decision. Uh, Khalid Taha, I don't know who that is. That was a decision. And then he beat Patty Pimblett, Daniel Rocchio, Jeremy Petley. Uh, all decisions, one submission, one TKO. I don't know any of these people. So now I'm sort of on the fence with Nad, Nad Nar- Narimani, the smiler. I don't, yeah, his nickname is the smiler. I don't know about him. I am not sure about this guy. I don't, I mean, decisions aren't really that impressive. So I go over to Mike Grundy and I see that he's on like a what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fight win streak. He has eight submissions, three decisions. So this guy is very, very well-versed in grappling. It's his first fight in the UFC coming up. And his last fight was a decision before that submission, decision, submission, 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 decision, submission. So he definitely finishes guys. Hashtag no homo. He definitely finishes guys, finishes them off with submissions. He has no uh, KOs, no TKOs, but... I think it's going to be a grappling match, and I think Mike Grundy pulls it off via submission, boy. Moving on up, Molly McCann versus Priscilla Cochiera. I think I had Cochiera picked in this fight mainly because... Wait, she's not showing up on Sure Dog. All right, so she's not... Oh, yeah, she's right here. So Priscilla is 8-1. She's from Brazil. 
She has four TKOs and four decisions. As a female fighter, that's very, very impressive. She's coming off a submission loss to Valentina Shevchenko, which is, you know, a thing. I mean, it's Valentina. She's a champion. She just fought the champ back uh, February 3rd, 2018. So she's fighting Molly McCann, who is an English uh, girl fighting in her hometown. I think, are they in their hometown? No, because she's from Liverpool. England, whatever. She's she's English. She's just coming off also a rear naked choke loss to Jillian Robertson. And she wins pretty much by TKO and decision. So I gave the edge to Priscilla. Molly McCann has lost twice via submission and decision. So... She's five foot four. Priscilla is five foot seven. I just give all of the advantages to Priscilla in this fight, and that's why I have Priscilla picked. Dan Henry versus Dan Ig- Iggy Ig Dan I Dan Dan I whatever the fuck his name is. Probably what I had picked in this fight. I think I have Dan Henry picked in this fight. The two Dans. So I just. Uh, you gotta look at the record and see who who they who these guys have beaten. Dan Ig, you know, he's beaten Jordan Griffin, Mike Santiago, Luis Gomez. You know, again, a lot of people who I do not know. And uh, Dan Henry, almost the same thing. I don't know most of the people that he's beat, but he's beaten Daniel Tamor. That's saying a lot. Daniel Tamor, I don't. He's not as good as his brother David Tamor, but that's still, you know, he beat a high level stri- striker. Hakeem Dawudu, everybody was high on Hakeem Dawudu, and Dan Danny Henry beat him. So, with that being said, just looking at those, I got to give it to the Scottish Hatchet, Danny Henry. So that's why I have Dan picked on the Battle of the Dans, Dan Henry, Tom Breeze versus Ian Heinich, Ian Heinich. Oh, he's a, he's from America, the Hurricane. He just uh, he said one fight in the UFC. We, he was discovered on Dana White's uh, Tuesday Night Contender Series. He beat Cesar Ferreira via decision, and he beat Justin Sumpter via KO elbows. Everybody before that, I do not know who they are. Forgive me. So that's Ion. Or why am I saying fucking Ion? It's Ian. Ian Hanach, I'm just so used to seeing these weird-ass fucking, like, Dagestani names or whatever it is, IG, whatever, so now I'm thinking Ion. Now my fucking brother-in-law's name is Ian. I should know this. I should know this. So that's Ian versus Tom Breeze. I have actually, I actually have Tom Breeze picked in this fight. He just beat my boy Dan Daniel Kelly, and nobody beats Daniel Kelly, dude. Let's be honest. Nobody beats Dan Kelly. So I got Tom Breeze. I'm going to go with the, uh, let's just say, I don't fucking know, submission. I don't fucking know. Fuck me. So up next, we have motherfucking Nicole Nurmagomedov versus Sabrik Safarov. Now, normally I pick uh, the dude with the... Russian last name because it's probably from Dagestan or something. He's a great wrestler. He knows how to, he knows how to edge out the decision. But in this case, both of these dudes have these Russian ass last names. 
So Nikolai Nikolai Negumiranu is nine and zero. He's from Romania, and he's fighting Saparak Bek Sarfrov, who is Russian. He's fighting from Dagestan. He's eight and two. So it's an he's coming. He's he's had two losses, and oh my god, this guy lost to John Volante. Gotta give it to Nicole. <laughs> if you lose to John Volante, dude, that's tough. That's a tough one. Just based on that, you can't give it to Sap Sap or Rebecca. Gotta give it to uh, Nicole Nermaganemeg or whatever the fuck. Mark DeCassi versus Joe Duffy. This is actually one of the fights I don't want to bet on because Mark, we've seen him. He's had a tough run these past couple fights, but he still has a lot of tools under his belt. And Joe Duffy is a tough motherfucker. So I just I was very, very conflicted when picking this fight. Mark DeCasey, he's on a three-fight losing streak. And he's lost three in his entire career. So he's his past few fights have been tough. He lost via deci- uh, submission to Dan Hooker and two decisions to Nasrat Hakapras and Drekar Close. But before that, man, he was looking crazy. He's very fun to watch. He talks shit. But Joe Duffy, come on. Joe Duffy beat fucking Conor McGregor back in uh, 2010, nine years ago. God damn, he's been fighting for a long-ass time. 2005 was his debut. Oh, my God. So I just think Joe Duffy's had way more experience, um, even though... He's sixteen and three, and Mark is twelve and three. He's just been in there with uh, tougher competition, I want to say. But has he? He's beat Conor McGregor. That's not saying much. That's not saying much. Lots of Dustin beat Mitch Clark. Beat lots of Jim Vick was his last fight. This is a tough fight. See, I don't. I honestly don't know who wins this fight. I really don't. I, this is a coin toss for me. So. Don't take my word for it, but if I had to bet with a gun to my head, I would say Joe Duffy. Arnold Allen versus Jordan Rinaldi. This is a fun fight. This is your headliner for the prelims, ladies and gentlemen, for the ESPN Plus prelims. Arnold Allen, Jordan Rinaldi. Let's get into the shit. Allen, Arnold, Allen, fucking whatever his name is. He's on a, what is that, six fights? Six fight win streak, beat Mads Burnell, Mark on Amir Khani, which is very, very impressive because Makwan Amir Khani is very, 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 very tough. He's very talented. He's flashy, fun. And I go over to Jordan Rinaldi's page. His nickname is All Day. It's kind of it's lame. He just beat Jason Knight uh, back in 2018, uh, November, which is. I mean, Jason Knight's been looking rough his past few fights, so I wouldn't say that saying much. He lost to Gregor Gillespie, understandable. He beat Alvaro Herrera, okay. He lost to Abel Trelulo, okay. And then he beat a bunch of people in FLP, Fight Lab, whatever the fuck that is, LFC, NFC, uh, WSOF, and I don't know any of those people. So I give it to Arnold Allen based off of, you know, He's just been looking so goddamn good, dude. Decision, submission, decision, submission, TKO, you know. And when I see that somebody has beaten a name like Makwan Amir Khani and I look at the other person I don't know 
pretty much anybody who the person has beat, I got to give it to the person who seems like they've had tougher fights, which they turned out to be victorious in. So that's why I give it to Arnold Allen in that fight. Heading on over to the main card, we kick it off with Jack Marshman versus John Phillips. Don't know why I turned. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to say nothing there. Uh, this is a fight where it seems like both dudes have an iffy record. Uh, Jack Marshman is 22 and 8. John Phillips is 21 and 8. Um, now, Jack has 13 KO wins, five submission wins, five, four decision wins. Four TKO losses, one submission loss, three decision loses. He's coming off a two-fight losing streak. He lost to Carl Robertson and Antonio Carlos Jr. And I honestly think Antonio Carlos Jr. could be champion one day. That dude is no joke. Lost to Tiago Santos. and So, all right, so he can't really hang in there with the, the top of the division of the 185ers. He can't really hang in there. So... We gotta keep that in mind. So let's go over to the Welshman from Wales. Is is Welsh Wales? Is that the same thing? The Walesman, John Phillips, the Welsh. Oh yeah, that is because it's in his fucking nickname. The Welsh wrecking machine. Um, he just he's also coming off of a. Oh wait, no, yeah, two fight losing streak to Kevin Holland, Charles Bird, and those were his two fights in the UFC. So I would say whoever. Whoever loses this gets cut, perhaps. This is a fight where I also didn't bet because these guys just, they both look like garbage. I mean, with all with all due respect, all due respect. And John Phillips is with SGB Ireland, so that's already very, very concerning. I'm probably going to go with Jack Marshman, the hammer. Uh, these guys are both from Wales, actually. That's very interesting. Uh, just because I know SGB Ireland is garbage. All right, moving on to Danny Roberts versus Claudio Silva. Let's go. All right, fuck. I didn't mean to sound gay again, dude. Danny Roberts versus De Silva. I have De Silva in this fight all day. Come on, it's very obvious. It's so obvious. Danny Roberts, 16-3. On a two-fight winning streak, he last lost to Nordin Taleb via KO head kick. So this, uh, Danny Roberts has a very suspect chin. Claudio Enrique is on, oh my God, he's on the fucking, how many fights has he had? He's on a 12-fight winning streak right here, dude. I'm very concerned because he has only two TKO wins and mostly submission and decision wins primarily submission so how does Danny Roberts do on the ground he's lost via one submission Danny Roberts actually has five submission wins so he's he knows what's up when it comes to jiu-jitsu but is this Englishman gonna be able to take this Brazilian jiu-jitsu savages ground game I don't think so that's why I have Claudio Henrique da Silva picked uh, Baus. Nathaniel Wood versus Jose Quinez. I got Nathaniel Wood all day. How does he do it, Wing Dog? I'll tell you exactly how he does it. He gets the decision win. He gets the decision win. Now, where is he? Nathaniel Wood is has been looking great. 
he's been looking great. He beat Andre Ewell. He beat Johnny Eduardo, Luca Lovine, Josh Reed. And he's a fun and stylish fighter to watch. 15-3. and three. Keep an eye out for Nathaniel Wood. He's fighting Jose Alberto Quijones. Quijones. El Teco. Now, much respect to Jose because he's a, I love his uh, Captain Hook beard and mustache. Very, very on point. I can dig it. He's on a four-fight winning streak. Nathaniel Wood is on a like seven-fight win streak, eight-fight win streak. I just got to give it to Nathaniel Wood on this one, guys. I'm sorry. He's just. I think he's very, very talented and has more skills. Vulcan, by the way, that's something I say when I don't know what to say. He's very talented and has skills. All right. Vulcan Ozdemir versus Dominic Reyes. Dominic uh, Eddie Monster Hairline Reyes. Let's get in it, bud. He's fucking, what, nine feet tall for the 205 division? He's fighting Vulcan Ozdemir. Dominic Reyes is 6'4". Okay, that's about average for 205. That's like how tall everybody is in like the top like five rank. Top rank five fighters are like six two to six four six five and if you're uh johnny walker you say um sir i'm six foot six is johnny walker six six i don't think so there's no way he's that tall all right dominic reyes is fighting our boy vulcan ozdemir now dom is 10 and oh he is very very scary i would not want to be fighting him but dude you know what else is scary is the no time ozdemir He's fighting out of Switzerland. He's six foot one, two hundred five. Uh, this is another guy, kind of like Derek Lewis, where we've seen. <sighs> I just, maybe the skills aren't just aren't there quite yet, quite just yet. But he has insane power and decent boxing, and honestly, that's pretty much all. I could, I see with Volk Uzdemir. That's all I see. And Dominic Reyes just has so much tools under his belt, dude. So much tools under his belt. And that's why I give this to the favorite, Dominic Reyes. I'll, I'll just say via fucking body kick, TKO. Up next, this is probably the second most hyped fight. Or second fight that I'm most hyped for, I don't know how to fucking say that sentence, but I am extremely hyped for this fight. Leon Edwards versus Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson has been looking pretty damn good recently. He beat Alan Joban. He beat, uh, what was that, Mexican Cowboy or the Brazilian Cowboy, my bad, uh, Cowboy Oliveria. And Gunnar has been looking very good. But also, Leon Edwards has been looking really good. Dude, both these gentlemen have been looking phenomenal. Who, I don't, who do I think is going to win and how do they win? I don't know, dude. I think this fight can honestly go either way. Um, Gunnar Nelson is has been on a spotty spotty streak recently. He, he won against Alex. He lost to Ponzinibbio, beat Allen, beat Albert Tumanov, lost to Damian Maya, beat Brandon Thatch, lost to Rick Story. So, but before that Rick Story was, he was undefeated pretty much. 17 wins and three losses. He's very experienced. He's very entertaining. Amazing, amazing jujitsu. 
But Leon Edwards is on the rise, and he's on the rise fast. Leon Edwards, his last loss was to Kamaro Usman, and that was four years ago in 2015. Of course, it's via decision. Uh, I don't think any of Usman's fights have not ended in, in decision. Actually, let me check that out. Let me see. All right, so he has six KOs. All right, Usman does. One submission, eight decisions, and one submission. Yeah, so most of his fights are decision, which is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, boy? But Leon Edwards has amazing stand-up. I just hope this fight doesn't go to the ground. Because if it does go to the ground, then it's over for Leon Edwards, I would say. It would have to be over. Um, just because Gunnar, Gunnar Nelson's jiu-jitsu is just off the chain, dude. But if it stays standing, I got Leon Edwards all day. And I have two 10-fight parlays, I said earlier, both $5 down to win about $1,500, $1,600. I have one with Leon winning and one with Gunnar winning. So I'm okay with any of these guys winning. But I honestly think that Leon has a fair chance to beat uh, Gunnar Nelson. And Gunnar is also the underdog, which is crazy, dude. Crazy to think that he's the underdog coming into this fight. Let's move on into the main event. Darren Till versus... What the fuck? All right, Darren Till, six foot oh zero, twenty six years old, one seventy. Lost to Tyron Woodley. Before that, was undefeated. Wow, wow. Darren Till's actually had a lot of fights in the UFC. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fights in the UFC. Wow. And nobody pretty much saw him or heard about him until the Cerrone fight. Beat Stephen Thompson. Beat Cowboy. I think Darren Till is going to destroy Jorge Masvidal. I honestly do. Masvidal is coming off of two losses. Steven Thompson, Damian Maya. He beat Cerrone. He beat Jake Ellenberger. That was when Ellenberger got his foot stuck in the cage. So, I don't know. Beat Ross Pearson. It's just the people that Jorge has beaten recently is not too impressive. Um, and he's lost to Damian Maya. Lost to Steven Thompson. Lost to Lorenz Larkin, lost to Benson Henderson, beat Cesar for a loss to Ali Quinta. So it's just, I know Jorge is very, very talented and very, very skilled. He's 32 and 13 for crying out loud. 13 losses, though. Ouch. I just think Darren Till, being the taller, more lanky, rangier man, is going to outpressure Jorge and I think he's inevitably going to knock Jorge Masvidal out I would say in the second third fourth fifth or first round of that fight so that's what I have to say about that so quick recap I have Darren Till Leon Edwards Dominic Reyes Daniel Woods Claudio Silva Jack Marshman and the prelims of Arnold Allen Joe Duffy uh Nikolai Nurmagomedu, Tom Breeze, Dan Henry, Priscilla Cocheria, and Mike Grundy. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's conclude this motherfucking podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my picks. 
Um, thank you for the birthday wishes. It has been an amazing 23rd birthday. I would not rather be doing anything in the entire world than 